Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Friday, April 16th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include the median housing age of America and shifting risk from Fannie and Freddie to FHA. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, FBX, an Informa financial intelligence business. FBX delivers a comprehensive mortgage origination and pricing intelligence benchmarking platform that allows mortgage lenders to understand their competitive price position and lending performance metrics. With 41 out of the top 50 lenders relying on FBX solutions today, how can you better benchmark your lending success? Suddenly, everyone's ruminating on upcoming mergers and acquisitions, and there will definitely be some. But in the lower management ranks, lenders are already shifting their hiring practices and taking a careful measure of production and productivity. Will we ever run out of things to measure? The median age of owner-occupied homes across the U.S. is 39 years, according to the latest data from the 2019 American Community Survey. New York has the oldest owner-occupied homes at a median age of 60 years, while Nevada has the newest at a median age of 23 years. Why should every loan originator care about the age of housing in their area? Think about your product offerings. Maybe you have a renovation product or a second. The age of the housing stock is an important remodeling market indicator. Older houses are less energy efficient than new construction and ultimately will require remodeling and renovation in the future, and cash to do it. Moreover, as people use their homes for more purposes and require additional space, older housing represents an investment opportunity for homeowners. We have watched Fannie and Freddie shrink their footprint over the last several months. Also labeled as reducing the taxpayer risk or driving toward recapitalizing so that the agencies can be released from conservatorship, the changes have been widespread. These changes, of course, impact borrowers, lenders, investors, private mortgage insurance companies, the non-QM and private label security channels, and MBS investors in general. This was happening even before the changes announced in the mid-January amendments to the preferred stock purchase agreement between the U.S. Department of Treasury and the Federal Housing Finance Agency. Critics have plenty to point at. Shifting risk away from Fannie and Freddie to the FHA doesn't lower taxpayer risk. If the FHFA, under Director Mark Calabria, wants to limit non-owner and second-home purchases, why don't they just tweak the pricing to hit a 7% cap rather than announce a 7% cap? Why is the 10 basis point GFI hit from years ago to fund a government plan still in place? Groups suggest that minorities suffer a harder hit, while others say the rapid pace of change disrupts lending to all borrowers. Rental units in single-family properties account for half of all rental units, many of which are rented by low- and moderate-income households. Cash window caps of $1.5 billion per agency? The GSE's cash window has enabled small and regional lenders to remain competitive in the mortgage marketplace. So small and mid-sized lenders are most affected by this PSPA amendment restricting the sale of whole loans to $1.5 billion per GSE for any four rolling quarters. The preferred stock purchase agreement limits high-risk loans acquired by the GSEs to 6% of their purchase money and 3% of their refinance mortgages. A high-risk mortgage has at least two of the following characteristics. A loan-to-value ratio of 90% or higher, a debt-to-income ratio above 45%, or a credit score below 680. But underwriters will tell you that other factors make sense to incorporate into a borrower's risk profile, like reserves. So lenders are looking at caps on cash sales, caps on risk factors on loans, caps on investment property and second-home GSE sales. From an investor's perspective, they want to own mortgages that stay on their books for a while. It turns out that non-primary residents' prepay speeds are markedly slower than owner-occupied speeds. Lenders are already turning to other investors than Fannie and Freddie. The names Lakeview, Bayview, PennyMac, Bank Portfolios, 
Any non-QM investor and investment banks like BAML or JPM Chase often come up. Yesterday was one of those days when, if a trader had the news the day before and positioned themselves accordingly, the trader would have been entirely wrong and lost a lot of money. What was up? Specifically, retail sales, 9.8% in March, the second largest jump in the data back to 1992, fueled by increased vaccination rates and stimulus checks. Manufacturing showed production at U.S. factories climbed by the most in eight months. What was down? Well, the number of applications for U.S. state unemployment benefits fell to the lowest level since the pandemic began. And the yields on risk-free treasury securities dropped the most since February. Fortunately for borrowers, MBS prices tagged along. This week's primary mortgage market survey from Freddie Mac saw the 30-year and 15-year fixed mortgage rates falling 9 basis points and 7 basis points to 3.04% and 2.35% respectively. Separately, Black Knight reported a slight drop in the number of active forbearance plans. It's more indicative of a well-documented mid-month lull in activity than any underlying weakness in the recovery, but does mark the seventh week of declining forbearance plan volumes, a positive trend. Today's economic calendar is much lighter than yesterday and is already underway with housing starts and building permits for March. Strong like bull, starts were up 19.4% to a 1.74 million annual pace. Later this morning brings preliminary April Michigan sentiment and a lone Fed speaker in Dallas Fed President Kaplan. The desk will conduct two operations targeting up to $5.3 billion, 30-year 2% and 2.5% across Gini 2s and UMBS 30s. We begin the day with agency MBS prices up a tick and the 10-year yielding 1.57% after closing yesterday at 1.53%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Halfway through with April already? Time and the seasons march on. Dennis G. from South Carolina writes, I am so excited about spring that I wet my plants. <laughs> Thanks again to our sponsor, FBX. FBX provides real-time mortgage peer benchmarking that enables lender rate comparisons to access overall competitive positioning to positively impact share, margin, risk, and operational execution. With access to weekly loan origination data, representing over 50% of the mortgage market's applications, rate locks, and funding, FBX provides mortgage lenders real-time loan origination performance relative to the market. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from. Thank you.